following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. Man, the plate is full. What about the Lions yesterday, start to finish? How many of you are watching that expecting the worst, even with the big lead? Ah, they're going to find a way. Oh, my God, I think the Giants are going to get two onside kicks, two touchdowns, uh, both extra points, and kick a 90-yard field goal. That was amazing. Third straight. They're hanging a banner in the rafters on Sunday. Three straight wins, 2022. This team was left for dead. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast said, Hey, man, you better not jump back on the bandwagon at 3 o'clock. I'm going to burn your house down. Okay, little pyro. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I'll... Give them love when they play well. They were left for dead by everybody. Now, I love how people, after they've won three in a row, well, you know what, man? I never never gave up on them. Oh, how many people are like, well, at least I'm getting stuff done now on Sunday afternoon. Fantastic start to finish play. The young, fresh faces on defense. Look at the way they're uh, Joseph Jacobs. Oh my God! It is just—it's refreshing. A start to finish in control on the road against a Giants team that, at least record-wise, were one of the better teams in pro football. And now the Lions get the short week with Buffalo on Thursday, and the Bills aren't the same team. They're still, you know, top three in the league, right? Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, who held on to win at Indy, came back. I I was shocked start to finish. I'm a Lions fan, grew up a Lions fan, am a Lions fan for life. I expect the worst when I watch them. Unlike any other team, I'm not lying. 
And the Lions are up 59-0 after a quarter. I'm like, you know what? Somehow they're going to lose 60-59. And a lot of you feel that same way. So I'll take it. When the Lions win, weeks are better. And now this short week with Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day, think about the tickets now. How many people come to me, hey, you got ticket connections. They want to see the game. They've won three straight. Buffalo's going to bring a ton of fans if they can dig out from the six feet of snow in Buffalo. Lions win that game. You look at the rest of the schedule like we talked with Jeff Risden, who will join us in about 20 minutes for the LionsWire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube. They're in the wild card conversation. Your Detroit Lions are in the wild card conversation. How crazy is that? I mean, you tell me how crazy that is. So as we always do on Monday, our Bud Light huge question of the day, good and bad, and I don't know well, what's bad yesterday. Maybe Daniel Jones running too much, but you know what? If you're going to let Daniel Jones, the Giants quarterback, run and you're going to win, I'll take that. I don't, I don't know what's bad about what the Lions did yesterday. I'm serious. I don't know if there is a true negative from that game, start to finish, which is extremely rare. Also good and bad from Michigan coming back to beat Illinois. And the biggest story out of that game is how is Blake Corum? Is he ready to go on Saturday in Columbus? Because if he's 50%, 60, Edwards is going to need a monster game. And he needs to be back for Michigan to win. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us in a moment. Like I mentioned, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire. Dot com and the Detroit Lions podcast and the Lions win. John Conlon uh, will join us when the World Cup opener for the U.S. is over. Currently, they lead one zip just starting the second half. We are with the only goal for the Americans. Yeah, it's kind of boring soccer, but in the World Cup, especially in group play, it's about getting the points and winning. So we'll keep you posted on that. Earlier today, England beat up on Iran. Uh, The Iranian players refused to sing the national anthem. Might want to put GPS trackers on that team when they return to Tehran. A little bit different than Colin Kaepernick with the national anthem in America when you refuse to sing the Iranian national anthem. So politics are part of it. They're not serving beer in Qatar. Budweiser, I think, had the beer deal. What are they thinking right now? No beer. And the crowd's been chanting, we want beer in different languages. That almost should be a commercial, shouldn't it? Budweiser should do a commercial with people chanting, we want beer. And then Michigan State, I I shared that box score at Hield Show on Twitter, the Hield Show on Facebook, in control most of that game. Twice had 17-point leads, 40 more offensive plays. I think it's over 300 more total yardage, and they miss the field goal at the end. They lose in overtime. That's what, they, they provided some of the ugliest games ever for Spartan fans inside Spartan Stadium. And, hey, that's John L. Smith and Bobby Williams' days. 
And why isn't Mel Tucker getting any heat for going from number 11 in America to having to win at Penn State to be bow eligible? There's no excuses. He, he, you'll live and die by the transfer portal. Your in-game strategy is horrific. If that was Harbaugh blowing a 17-point lead, they're calling for his job. But for some reason, Mel Tucker doesn't take any heat since he's been head coach. Why is that? Are you content as a Spartan fan what he did his first two years and you'll live with it? If Harbaugh blew a 17-point lead against Illinois, now it's a, a different level of trying to be bowl eligible and trying to win the national championship or at least the Big Ten championship first. But why is Mel Tucker getting a free pass? Why? Oh, he's a good guy. That's it. Good guys. And Harbaugh can be crass with the media. Yeah, whatever. Hey, you can't lose a game like that at home. Look, look what they delivered at home for the fans. My God. The Spartan mascot for home games this year was a Porta John. <laughs> uh, Chris Bowles of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, is standing by. How you doing, my friend? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Uh, quorum injury. What's the latest you're hearing? I know everything is close to the vest with Harbaugh and most college football teams when it comes to injuries. Uh, any news? I know Quorum, uh, Clayton Savy had the story where he's given out the Thanksgiving turkeys, had a little limp. Uh, what's his status for that game Saturday in Columbus? Yeah, I think you'll see uh, a game time, Bill, and I think they are going to play it close to the vest, and you're going to hear a lot of stuff, and it doesn't behoove them one way or another to release that information and and give Ohio State a heads up as to what to prepare for. So uh, it's really a running back situation for Michigan, not just one guy. Donovan Edwards obviously missed the game as well this weekend uh, with a uh, hand injury, so you got to wonder if he's going to be able to grip the ball. So they're not they're banged up, Bill. That's all there is to it, but guess what? So is Ohio State, and then speaking with Doug Skeen, my podcast partner who played at Michigan, and everybody else who wore that uniform. There's nobody this time of year, no team that is in great shape. These guys are dealing with, dealing with bumps and bruises and everything else. Of course, it's a different animal if you're number one running back and the Heisman Trophy candidate can't go. And so we'll keep an eye on it, Bill, but I would not anticipate having any information on that until kickoff on Saturday. Wouldn't even be, It wouldn't even surprise me if he dressed and didn't play. Wouldn't surprise me if he didn't travel. None of that would surprise me at this point. Chris Bells of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Michigan-Ohio State on Saturday. Uh, what's your early vibe? Well, let's just say that Corum can't go. Well, we'll go with that, that he can't go compared to going at 60 70%. How do you look at that Ohio State game, both sides, with or without Corum? Yeah, if he can't go, then you then Donovan Edwards is going to have to step up. You're going to have to ask him to play through some pain because the third string running back, CJ Stokes, Michigan's freshman, looked pretty good at times, but he took a, a shot to the head. I think he, I'm not going to say he was concussed, but it, it certainly looked like it affected him. So we don't know if he's in protocol. We, again, Jim Harbaugh is not going to share that information this week, but you can't really win, in my opinion, with Isaiah Gash back there, who made a couple of plays down the stretch against Illinois, but is not a running back of, of Big Ten caliber that's going to help you win that game on Saturday. So, in my opinion, you'd have to see more of J.J. McCarthy as a runner. You're going to have to maybe go 4-5 wide and hope that these wide receivers 
play a lot better than they have been, Bill. These guys have been a significant disappointment, and I, wrote, I actually tweeted that and got a little blowback on that, but I don't think there's any other way to say it, and we're going to call it like we see it. When the ball's there, these guys have got to make some plays, and J.J. McCarthy's got to be better, too. But we can say all this with the caveat being, of course, they're 11-0, and and there are no apologies for when you're 11-0. and I don't care what anybody says. When you're 11-0, and it doesn't get any better than that. So, But as Ryan Hayes said today, Michigan's left tackle, he also said, you know what, everything else we did this year doesn't matter if we don't beat Ohio State. And I think a lot of guys in that locker room feel the same way. And Jim Harbaugh said today he feels like people will understand and uh, he feels like his guys will be up to the challenge on Saturday. He didn't guarantee a victory, but certainly sounded confident in his team. Tell you what, when Chris Ballas is busting out the morning thesaurus with caveats, <laughs> I tell you, that you know it's Michigan-Ohio State week. <laughs> the caveat is, excuse me, uh, could you pass the uh, gray poupon? Man, Chris, you're breeze. pumped up. And, you know, here's one thing. <laughs> here's, here's one thing I'll tell you that I've always respected with you uh, leading the crew at the Wolverine.com, Chris. Uh, you are a tell-like-it-is guy, and it's why we connected. Uh, and you were honest. And uh, Anthony can't drop that ball. At that level of football, when you're a top-five team with what's on the line, he cannot drop that, that. You know, McCarthy, granted, his his short touch right now reminds me of a young Matt Stafford with a rocket arm but just had no short touch. But Anthony can't drop that touchdown pass. He can't. And we can talk about weather and everything else. Guess who was making plays on Saturday in that stadium? The Illinois receivers and Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Even I loved him. He was win. great in taxi. I'm telling you, he was awesome <laughs> in taxi. I didn't see that one coming. Well, I'll say this. Uh, and then you had another one with Roman Wilson, right, that uh, goes off his hands. But that play to Andrew Anthony changed the game, okay? You're at the 37-yard line, I think. And if you, cut, you catch that ball, you're up a touchdown. Instead, the five plays the other way, and Chase Brown scores a touchdown, and now all of a sudden you're behind, and you're playing catch-up the rest of the game. It completely changed the game. Now, granted, they did jump off sides on that play, and, and they should have had a free play, and everybody was wondering why they didn't, but I don't care, man. There are no excuses for that. You've got to make that play, and these guys are not getting open, number one. We can blame the receivers a little bit. Number two, we can blame the scheme if we'd like, because guys are not... Yeah, I was watching that South Carolina-Tennessee game, man. There were receivers running open all over the place on both sides and making great catches. And I'm thinking, how are these guys scheming the guys open? And Michigan can't, you know, maybe one out of five times you got a guy that's running open. And uh, there's always somebody around the receiver. Part of that's getting off the line of scrimmage and winning your one-on-one battle. But there are ways to scheme guys open, too, and they're just not doing it. So I don't know if they need to reevaluate what they're doing in terms of hiring a pass game coordinator or talking to Matt Weiss or whoever's in charge of the passing game. But it needs to be better, Bill. Uh, there's no excuse for it because the running game is not always going to be this good. It's good, and you play to your strength this year, and I and I really believe that's the way to do it when you've got a guy like Blake Corman that running and that offensive line, but they're going to need to be better in the passing game, and they should be with J.J. McCarthy at quarterback. Another solid point, Chris. Their pass patterns all look very simple and high schoolish and old school that it's a down the sidelines, throw it up, it's a swing pass. You know, where's the underneath crossing routes with guys like Anthony who can run? Uh, where where are those? And again, J.J. McCarthy's touch, I, I, I think that's an issue. I really do. I, mm-hmm. You know, you can't miss uh, a touchdown that puts the game away. Uh, you, you just can't on an on a easy throw. I get the wind. I, I get the cold. I get the wind chill at 11. I understand all of that. 
But you know what? Dealing with the Corm injury right now, and who knows how healthy Edwards will be. You know, this game in Columbus may be on the arm of J.J. McCarthy and that Michigan defense, yep. right? Yep, and it might. And he, and he could come up with a, with a huge game, and, and all of this that we're talking about right now could could be irrelevant, right? But he, there was a play that he threw to Isaiah Gash short. Oh, and should have, and Gash dropped it. Pulled. Yeah, he did. And but Colston Loveland was five yards behind the defender in the end zone. And I'm thinking, you know, why throw short to the guy who, who who's unproven when you've got a kid, a tight end who's caught everything this year and a true freshman who's wide open. And then he missed mm. Loveland again. He missed him twice. So those are decisions that, you know what, he's got to be a little bit more patient and trust himself a little bit more. And, and, the, and, the, and I'll tell you what, the protection's got to be better, too. As Doug Skeen mentioned on our podcast yesterday, those guys weren't great. And McCarthy got hit a few times. And when that happened, like Skeen always says, and has said to you a million times, if your quarterback gets hit early in that game, he's going to feel it and he's going to react, and it's not going to be positive. So, but give Isaiah Gash credit for coming back with one of the huge plays of the game on fourth down in that game, and give Michigan credit for pulling it out and finding a way. They had eight starters on the bench, Bill. Uh, you had two, your top two tight ends, your, your offensive guard, your right tackle. We can go down the list. Your top two running backs and, and your top pass rushers still found a way against the Illinois team that came to play and is probably the best defensive team that Michigan will play in the regular season, and that, in my opinion, includes Ohio State. Chris Bells for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. The game is on Saturday, Michigan at Ohio State on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. The Wolverines are getting seven and a half points. Seven and a half points. You're undefeated. You're going to Columbus. And on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board, Michigan is a seven and a half point underdog. Chris, if you're walking up, uh, to the DraftKings Sportsbook window, are you taking Michigan plus seven and a half or the Buckeyes minus seven and a half? Yeah, you know what, Bill? The judging uh, gut feeling here based on who might may or may not play, I'm taking Ohio State, and I know they're banged up too. That's the thing. That's just skyrocket subscriptions. <laughs> well, I got to be honest, and, and I'll say this. Here's the thing, though. When you look at their third string running back, this freshman comes in and he's tearing it up. And it seems like this happens every year, you know, before Michigan goes to Columbus. They got a guy come in and, and just absolutely tears it up. They're deeper, they've got more depth. And Michigan is deeper than most Big Ten teams. The one they aren't is Ohio State. Now, I think they lost their right guard or their left guard in that game as well. I think a portion of the fan base had been pining for the backup most of the year anyway. CJ Stroud took some shots. It looked like he had a hit pointer late in that game, so he's probably not going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to run as much as maybe he would have uh, based on some of the hits that he's taken in recent weeks, but they certainly didn't look like world beaters either against Maryland. That is not an unbeatable team. It would not surprise me at all if Michigan went down there and controlled both lines of scrimmage again but I think Ohio State, man, with what's on the line, Ryan Day, if he loses that game, Bill, as dumb as it sounds, at 11-0, you know what? There's going to be a little heat on him for losing two in a row to Michigan because it's unacceptable down there. So uh, I think they've been pointing to that one. But, again, if they control the lines of scrimmage like I think they can, I think they can stay in it. But they're going to need all hands on deck, Bill, and I'm not sure they're going to have them. If they lose again to Harbaugh, John Cooper will be having a cold one somewhere in Ohio. Saying thank you. Oh you know what? God. He still goes up in the press box. They still, there's nice. Oh, I'm glad there. he's still alive because when I said that, I wasn't sure. I didn't right. want you to come back and say he's dead. <laughs> Respect the dead, Bill. I, 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 that's what, I was worried when I was going there on kind of freestyling that if Chris came in and said, 
uh, Bill, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's up there in the box. Okay, we good. Him up well, there. up there what? In, yep. the, in the big box? In the press box? In the sky? He's up there right yeah. now with Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus, you know what? Jesus is going to take Ohio State minus seven and a half on heaven's big board. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, last year, Michigan was a seven and a half point dog, I think, at home, maybe six and a half by kickoff. And what happened? You know what? That game wasn't even as close as the, the 15 point score. So um, I, I, I'm confident in Jim Harbaugh. I'll say this Jim Harbaugh seems extremely confident in his team, no matter who goes down there. He said it twice today. He said something like, you know, I think you'll be proud of these guys or something like that, or I expect that you'll be proud of these guys. And he said it more than once. He wanted everybody to know just how much confidence he has on that team. And he said in the preseason at Big Ten Media Day, he said, we're not going to flinch. I can promise you that. And it's past time, Bill. You know, they've had some times down there that they've had some games they should have won. 2016 was criminal. They've had other games that were closer than they should have been when they had bad football teams. So, But it's been since 2000 since they won down there. And I think that's a streak that's ready to be broken. I would not be stunned in the least if Michigan went down there and won. And if Michigan was 100% healthy, I would actually probably pick Michigan to win. But again, I just think too many injuries at too many key positions that they're going to have a tough time pulling this one out. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So, Chris, uh, before I let you go on the ballast meter, which is usually spot on, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most favorable, uh, the odds on Quorum playing on Saturday. That's a tough one, Bill. Um, I'll go five, just because uh, it's the uh, it's the politically correct answer. I guess we'll, we'll put it that way. I'm just going to go. We'll go right there at five, and we'll talk later in the in the week about it. But uh, I'm just not real optimistic at this point. Let's put it that way. Well, how's Edwards doing though? Because I, I tell you, if he is gone, nothing against Corum, obviously the best running back yep. in America. But Edwards may be the best backup running back in the country when yeah, healthy. And they- yeah, and he's got uh, he's got an injury, an upper body injury that could uh, that could hinder how he you know handles the ball, and that's that's the that's the big thing about this is if you don't have either one of those backs, Bill, again, and C.J. Stokes is banged up too as your true freshman, and he's certainly miles behind these other two guys. And how are you going to move the ball, especially when you your passing game has been struggling like it has been? I will say this too, though, that Jim Harbaugh has devised some outstanding game plans when they were overmatched. 2017, they had no business being. In that game with John O'Corn at quarterback. There they had the ball down the stretch with about uh, six minutes remaining and a chance to take the lead and win the football game. So he saves his best in some of these games. Now his defensive coordinators didn't. Don Brown had a couple of uh, disasters down there and at home too, but I think they're in better shape on that side of the ball. Jesse Minter's done a great job. I think you're going to see the defense hold its own as long as the offense can stay on the field for a while. And I think Jim Harbaugh will find a way as long as he's got the horses. Chris Bellis of the Wolverine.com. He's a straight shooter, an honest man. You can hear it in his voice. A healthy quorum. Uh, this is a different football game. And now Michigan, they have the athletes. We'll need to find another way to win. And I think it's in the arm of J.J. McCarthy and also the linebackers in that back seven, and if not the entire defense, they need to get pressure on Stroud. That's what changed the game last year. And I know they don't have Hutch and Ajabo, but that defensive line has been solid. What's the latest on Morris? Because they... They they look like they missed him too. Yeah, he won't be a hundred percent, but he'll play. Where we feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, and, geez, they and need more him. Than that, he changes yeah, the defensive the, line. 
There's no question. Yep, you're going to need somebody like Yabi Oki to step up or maybe a freshman Derek Moore, but he is a difference maker. And another thing, though, you know what? I watched that Notre Dame game, Ohio State game again, just to see what they did defensively, and they pretty much mimicked the Michigan game plan. You've got to confuse C.J. Stroud. It's not just about pressure. If you can confuse him and he doesn't know where to go with the ball and what he thinks he's seeing isn't what he's seeing and you disguise your defenses, then I think you've got a good chance. And you've got to hold him to field goals, Bill, just like they did last year. Right, They drove 396 yards passing but ended up with 27 points because they kept them out of the end zone. If they can do that, they're going to have a shot to win down there. Chris Bells from TheWolverine.com. You can follow VK, Michigan at Ohio State, 24-7 all week long. You don't even have to sleep. Just go to TheWolverine.com. And you can join me Saturday at noon. I won't be in Columbus, but I'll be at Johnny Brands on Leonard in Grand Rapids. They open up at 11 a.m. The game will kick off a little after noon. Join me for a Bud Light and the game Saturday at Johnny Brands on Leonard, downtown GR. They open up at 11 a.m. Call ahead, reserve a table, or get there early and grab one Saturday at Johnny Brands on Leonard for our huge Michigan-Ohio State watch party. Chris, uh, we will check in later this week, my man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, Chris Bell is checking in on the Meyer guest line on the way. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. We'll get his thoughts on the Lions. Start to finish. Dominating win. How often do we say that? Mm. How often do we say dominating win? Last year, maybe. Well, not maybe. They did against Arizona. Surprised us. But this was on the road. This is back-to-back road wins. Back-to-back road wins. Absolutely amazing. Update on the U.S. and Wales. Wales just missed a header to tie it up. one nothing. U.S. leading into the 66th minute right now in Qatar. Jeff Resden on the Lions win next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Get more for your money this Thanksgiving at Meyer. Set the table with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two. Then save with everyday low prices on sides like Meyer stuffing mix and Meyer broth. A five pound bag of russet potatoes for 99 cents. And Pillsbury crescents and pie crust. Buy three, get two free. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop in store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolo Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up 
up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. World Cup update, U.S. leading Wales into the 73rd minute. 1-0, very physical. U.S. on a nice attack here. We'll keep you posted on everything involving uh, the U.S. and what's going on in Qatar. Or World Cup open, or just get a W in group play. You just want to advance. I am shocked that the U.S. men aren't better. With how many kids have been playing soccer or soccer with soccer moms for decades in America? John Conlon, our soccer insider, head coach at East Kentwood High, used to be the head coach there, now running the Byron Center Girls program. He'll join us. Coming up in about 30 minutes with an update. Hopefully the game will be close to being a final by then. One zip, the U.S. over Wales in their opener. Let's go talk about the Lions. Man, start to finish. Uh, Risden, uh, last year maybe the Arizona game when they shocked us, but that was at home late in the season. Uh, This Giants game uh, off a two-game win streak and what the Lions did start to finish on the road I'm trying to remember the last time I saw that from a Detroit team. It was great, wasn't it? So uh, we talked on Friday, and I said that one of the things that we like to do as writers is we like to have our game story and summary somewhat written or at least outlined before the end of the game. And it's been really hard to do that with these Lions because win or lose, they're always in until the very end. This one... I had the game story done by the middle of the fourth quarter because I knew they had this one. They just dominated the game from after the first couple of drives where they were feeling each other out. It was really clear that the Lions were going to win. They were going to win on the line of scrimmage. They were going to run the ball down New York's throats. And when New York tried to run, it was going backwards. And that was... That, that was a glorious win. That That is a Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn kind of game. And uh, they, they played it to perfection. They outcoached Brian Dayball, who's a guy who was, you know, a couple of weeks ago getting uh, a serious run for uh, for coach of the year. Uh, and he got beat by Dan Campbell. And that's, that's something that I think we all wanted to see was Dan come out and win a game that, look, we talked about it. I don't think everybody expected the Lions to win this game, but they expected them to be in this game. It was a game that they could win against a good football team. Uh, and, and on that day, the Lions were the better team, and that's that's something that we're just not used to. Why were they so dominant start to finish? And a rarity for any Lions fan or any member of the media to witness. Uh, why? What's the why or why's plural behind the Lions uh, dominating the Giants? You know, some of it was, was the matchup itself. The, the Giants have a lot of injuries. Their offensive line, uh, they lost their starting center and their starting right tackle in the game. They were playing a practice squad call-up as their starting right guard. So that helps explain why 
why Aline McNeil absolutely dominated them, why why Isaiah Bugs had a good game, why Aiden Hutchinson, uh, aside from his impactful plays elsewhere, also had a really good game. Look, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 22 yards. He's a lot better than that. So you, you got to give some concession to the fact that they were playing hurt. But they also, their wide receivers are terrible. Uh, that includes Kenny Galladay. Uh, the one guy who was effective was Wandale Robinson. It looks like he blew out his knee. Unfortunately, he's going to miss the rest of the season, which is a huge blow for them. So they just don't have the. They, they're not a team that's equipped to attack the Lions, where the Lions are vulnerable. Uh, the, you know, we've seen it all this season. Teams attack the Lions not by running deep down the field; they run across the field. It's not what the Giants do. It's not what Daniel Jones is good at. It's not what their receivers are good at. So. From a defensive perspective, it was a great matchup for the Lions, as good as you can expect to get. Uh, offensively, man, the the line, again, they dominated. Jamal Williams was running really hard, found the holes very well. Justin Jackson provided a nice spark. You saw you saw good good decisions by Jared Goff. Other than the one throw down to, uh, to DJ Shark, that probably should have gotten intercepted. Goff, again, didn't throw the first route available every time, and that, that's a big key for him. If he's patient, if he looks around and surveys the defense a little bit and he's got time to do it behind that line, then uh, then he can be a pretty effective quarterback, and you saw that again. So it was just a culmination of things. You've got to give some credit to the special teams, too. Uh, once again, Michael Badgley, perfect. The money badger getting it done at the kicker. In a game where uh, the opposing kicker had some issues, they blocked an extra point. John Kaminsky got a hand on one. Uh, the punt game, the punt return game, the punt coverage game was all on point. And that's, uh, th- th- that's why it's a complete win, because they just didn't give up anything in any area. It was great. You know, you look at the pressures by McNeil. You look at this defense that goes Joseph to Rodriguez to Kaminsky, Harris to Barnes to Jacobs to Elliott. You look at Hutch's interception, uh, his pressure. You talk about uh, a, a total, complete defensive effort start to finish. Let's not overlook that Lions defense. Yeah, and, and they absolutely deserve the credit. And I'm glad you brought up Will Harris. Will Harris is a guy that, if, if people know me um, from listening to the podcast or even writing about him over the years, I've been really, really hard on Will Harris over the years. And it's not personal. I happen to like the guy a lot. He's a really good guy to talk to off the field. But, man, on the field, he just was not a good safety. He has found a home as the slot corner, and it works really well against teams, again, that don't run across the field a lot. He's, he, he's a guy that can carry a, a, a slot receiver or a tight end down the field. He's not a guy who can chase them across the field. So in games like this, he's a very effective matchup, and he, he played a very good game. He, by the way, is a great open field tackler, and that's something that the Lions really wanted and missed at, at slot corner when they were trying Mike Hughes or A.J. Parker in there. It's a really good fit, and it's a good adaptation that has come on since Aubrey Pleasant was fired. Uh, that, 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 that's, it's not entirely uh, a cause and effect there, but it's certainly not coincidental either that, uh, that Harris is playing better. And you're seeing, you know, again, Jerry Jacobs on the outside provide look, he gave up catches, but he terminated the plays immediately. That's exactly what they want out of that defense. Don't give up. Don't get beat after you already get beat. Uh, that, that's something that Aaron Glenn preaches, and, man, they uh, they got it done. Uh, news on Jamison Williams, a wide receiver, waiting to make his debut first-round pick uh, with the Lions. Is it close? 
So he was at practice today, which means that they have 21 days from today to either activate him from the not football injury list or put him on the shelf for the rest of the year. They're not going to start that clock unless they have a pretty good idea that he's going to get activated. I wouldn't expect it this week, but uh, he's got, after this, after Thursday's game against Buffalo, he's got a, an extra time to get ready for that and extra practices to get some chemistry with golf and, and, and you know, real field, real field conditions to, uh, to get ready for that Jacksonville game. I wouldn't surprise me at all if he plays 10, 15 snaps in that Jaguars game, uh, which is the week after Thanksgiving. His name is Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Also, you can hear him on the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, just search for that on YouTube. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So the short turnaround for the Bills, and the Bills played in Detroit. They flew back to Buffalo. They'll come back. They left some gear uh, behind. Uh, how do uh, the Lions match up against the Bills? Who do you give the edge for Thanksgiving Day in the Motor City? You know, Buffalo has not been the dominant team that they were early in the season recently. Some of that is Josh Allen is banged up. He's got uh, he's got a pitcher's injury, which isn't great for a quarterback. Uh, he was outplayed by Jacoby Brissett at Ford Field yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns' defense was not good. Uh, they dropped, I think, five passes, uh, three of which could have been touchdowns. So uh, the, the Bills are not invulnerable here. They're 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 a team that the Lions. Look, I do not expect the Lions to win this game. Let me put that out there first uh, and foremost. But they can play with the Bills. Uh, I think the issue that they have is that the Bills have more than one way to beat you. And they showed that yesterday against the Browns. Their their defense wasn't playing great. Josh Allen wasn't playing great. They got it done on special teams. They got it done uh, in the trenches. They ran the ball really well uh, and, and have a couple of different ways. It isn't just Josh Allen that can run. You know, they got, they got backs that can, that can get it done, too. And they're not afraid to go to what's away from what's not working to what will be working, and I think that's that's tough for for the Lions to match because talent wise, this is probably the best roster they played outside of uh, of Philadelphia all season. Uh, I do think the Bills have more talent than the Cowboys or the Vikings, so it's staying with them, staying close, uh, that, that that has to be your hope. You know, don't don't fall into the hole early. Get out there, compete, make Allen confused, make him you know, throw bad passes, cash in in some red zone opportunities the way that Jamal Williams has been doing so well. And they get a shot at this. Um, I, again, I wouldn't expect it. I, I, I think they're probably going to be favored or, or underdogs by probably at least a touchdown. But, uh, you know, they, hey, three in a row. We talked about it Friday. If you would have said when, when, going into this stretch that the, you split these two games with the Giants and the Bills, most every Lions fan would have been happy. Well, you got the win. Now do we want gravy on the turkey? Heck yes, we do. But we can't be too disappointed if they don't get it. You can follow everything Lions at thelionswire.com. Also search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Jeff Risden, check it in on the Lions. Start to finish dominating win over the Giants. And if they beat the Bills on Thursday, uh, you'll be talking playoffs in terms of Meaningful games coming up in December. Hard to believe their turnaround. I did not see it coming. A lot of people did not see this coming. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the update. We'll talk soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com joining us on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code HUGE 
when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can also get in on all the World Cup action. And the U.S. just gave up a penalty kick to Wales. It's 1-1 going towards the 85th minute. Jesus. 1-1. John Conlon, our soccer insider, in about 17 minutes here on the show. Also, Tim Stout, Stout on sports from Lansing, on Mel Tucker, and a god-awful home football campaign for the Spartans. They have to beat Penn State to be bowl eligible. And Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, will Harbaugh lead the Wolverines to -to back-to-back Big Ten titles with a win Saturday in Columbus. Skeen will join us from the east side of the state. You want to check in, good and bad, from the Michigan and Lions wins, good and bad from the state loss. I don't think there's anything good. Well, they did put up great numbers. You look at the box score, you would have thought they won that game by three touchdowns, and they did lead by 17 twice. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE. The 21,000. Also, all of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're at home on Sunday in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And remember, Sundays are family four-pack days. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for just $50 total. That's what, $12.50 a ticket with a $20 concessions voucher this Sunday, the Grand Rapids Gold at home at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets at the local Ticketmaster outlets or just search Grand Rapids Gold Tickets. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with... $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our talented producer. Remember, if you miss any interview, our Show Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And man, with the World Cup going on, Monday Night Football, College Football, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, NBA, NHL, golf, and more. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. 24-7, everything you need with this show including the list of our 19 affiliates all across Michigan, is at thehugeshow.net. Just log on and you can find out everything about this radio broadcast at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simon. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. It's also Michigan-Ohio State Week. We got the World Cup. The U.S. 1-1 is the final. They give up a penalty kick in the final 10 minutes of regulation. 1-1 with Wales. Hmm. They were outplayed in the second half. I think they're lucky they get out of there uh, with a draw. So the U.S. gets one point, top two advance from Group B with England, who beat 
Iran 6-2 to two earlier. It's going to be gold differential now with the tie. So the U.S. is going to, and the same thing with Wales, you're going to want to run it up on Iran. Seriously. So there you go. 1-1. One, one. Uh, John Conlon, our soccer insider, one of them, along with the Baroni family, he'll join us in just a few minutes. Get his thoughts on the tie, uh, Group B, uh, the rest of the World Cup that began uh, yesterday, serving no beer. No beer. Mm. Just hearing different nations chant, we want beer. If my friends from Bud Light are smart, they're going to make that into a TV commercial. Seriously. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad for the Lions win. Start to finish domination, 31-18. They're 4-6. and six. My Lord, you look at that Minnesota game in Seattle at home. You could flip that record. They're 6-4. and four. And with Minnesota losing, and that would have been another loss. If they would have beat Minnesota, they'd be a game out of first place in the NFC North. That close. My Lord. Guide the Lions to the playoffs. Can they beat Buffalo? It's the best team left on their schedule. The crowd will be back. You'll hear a lot of noise and the Bills Mafia travels. I'm not going to count them out. That was, that was on the road. Two road wins in a row by the Lions. Just think, man. Oh, man, you have that Minnesota game back. You saw yesterday their average. They've been lucky. And you have Seattle at home. Mm, you score 45, you can't win. Mm. They'd be 6-4. and four. They'd be a game out of first place in the NFC North. So the Bills on Thursday on CBS... Jacksonville and Minnesota at home. At the Jets, who have zero offense. Pretty good defense. At Carolina. Bears at home and at Green Bay. I'm not going to play the win total game because I know Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast has his little pen and his nine dogs and three with one eye. How that happened, I'm not going to go into details. And he's sitting there going, oh, he'll just back on the bandwagon. Time for me to tell my therapist I can't stop by for my five visits this week. I have more important things to do, like stalk him on Facebook. <laughs> you want to join in one 866 838 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. The Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They're at home this Sunday. And every Sunday home game means you can buy four tickets and get a $20 concession voucher for 50 bucks. That's 12 bucks a ticket plus a $20 concession voucher. That's a pretty good deal. Get your family four-pack ticket at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, or just search Grand Rapids Gold Tickets. John Conlon on the 1-1 draw, as they say in soccer. In a moment, Tim Stout from Lansing, the game, 7.30 a.m., our affiliate. Mel Tucker, why, why isn't he getting more heat? 
number 11 in the country, and the fans just got dumped on all season long. Look at the box score. Do not look at the final score, and you read that box score, and you would think they won by three or four touchdowns. So we'll talk to Stout, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. Will the Wolverines beat the Buckeyes on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Big Board, Michigan is getting seven and a half points. Oh, and the Michigan fan, they're going to be picking up their mobile device, going to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and they're taking that seven and a half right now before they lose a little hook and it goes down to seven. Matt Wenzel on Mel Tucker. Why is he getting any heat? I think Here's why he's not getting any heat. Lions have a three-game win streak. And Michigan is undefeated playing undefeated Ohio State. Michigan football or Michigan State football isn't part of any conversation anywhere on earth outside of inside the Michigan State football offices. Yet they were number 11 earlier this season. John, I'm a little wound up because while I was doing the show, well, it started the hour before the show. And I watched the end in the second half. Uh, the U.S. played like a college soccer team. No life, no athletic creativity. And they're lucky they got out of there with a 1-1 draw. Yeah, well, okay. So I, I, I got to admit, I'm just boning up on things right now because I was in class. But I'm reading the uh, what the pundits are saying. And, um, I mean, it's it's kind of the result I figured uh, I figured we'd either win one nothing or probably tie. We really lack scoring. I think I told you that last week. That's that's an issue. Uh, we have a great midfield, but now I'm reading that Weston McKinney got hurt, which is not good. Um, I think he and Adams, other than Polisic, are our best two players. And if McKinney's hurt going into England, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, but you know, that's our issue is like, we're going to let teams hang around cause we can't score goals and, and we just don't have great international front runners. And I, you know, you said a, like a college team, well, we pretty much are starting a college team. If you look at the age of our guys, you know, we started a 19 year old, a 20 year old, we brought in uh, a 20 year old off the bench and a 22 year old off the bench. So we're young and inexperienced and, it's disappointing to give up a penalty late in the game for sure. Um, and I just watched the penalty. It definitely is. Um, but that's, you know, when you can't score goals, I mean, England showed that they, they've got plenty of firepower, and I think that's going to be an issue for us against them. Man, I, I have to tell you something. And, and you've said this. You've been honest. You said it's still 30 years away from winning a uh, World Cup. But the visual – like when I'm watching England earlier today and you look at the visual of the American talent and yep. it is the the gap for those that don't know soccer may not see it, but the gap on athleticism, soccer athleticism is still miles apart. It is. I don't know about athleticism. I, I, I might disagree with you there. I mean, like, I, you know, way and some of our guys we have that are running four threes, I, I have a hard time believing that there are guys faster than them or much faster, but is it coaching? Is it, is it, is it the system, the formations, John? I mean, you're a coach. If you got guys that are running four threes, why are you packing it in? Right. 
I, it, it goes back to like our professional league. Like, I mean, if you look at, so, you know, England, they're 26 guys, all 26 of them are playing in the premiership. They're starters, they're captains on their team. We're happy to have six guys that play in the premiership on our team. The rest are MLS and we do have a couple of Bundesliga guys, but you know, it, the difference is that from 16 to 20, our kids go on and play college. Um, they're not in a professional system. We do have some that sign contracts at 18 and 19 that happens, but it's just not the same. I mean, it's, it's an uphill battle for us until the MLS becomes a top four or five league in the world. And I don't think it's that far off because we're starting to get some of the big name internationals, but uh, we, we really drop off from 16 to 20 in our training environment and our professional environment. And it's just hard for us to compete. But I will say this, even though it's a tie, if you had asked somebody 20 years ago, if, if the U S tied, you know, Wales, would they be happy? I bet you people would say yes. Right. Uh, it's a different, there's different expectation now, which is good. But like I said, I still think we're 28 years away. So, I will tell you that, and I, I agree with the tie. If it was flipped and we got a late goal to tie it, you'd be happy with it. And I'm looking at Burholder right now doing his postgame presser, and he doesn't look distraught because you got a point. Now it comes down to uh, goal differential and what you do uh, the rest of the way because more than likely you're battling Wales uh, to advance, correct? 100%. And. <clears throat> You know, it's going to – sorry. Announcements going off in my school. That's okay. They're announcing the U.S. tied 1-1. Uh, their athleticism isn't showing. Uh, good luck, students. Enjoy Turkey Day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of – this is how I thought it would play out. I mean, I, the Wales game is a huge game. We didn't take a loss, which is good. Uh, the England game, I mean, listen, if we can – get out of that game one nothing and not get beat too badly we're still in it right like it's going to come down to us scoring goals against iran and england taking care of business against wales uh it, it's it is what it is we're young we're inexperienced we don't have goal scorers uh i structurally like i looked at the way he started today and for the most part based on what i've seen like i think it was a pretty good starting lineup one shock was Reyna did not play, and, and to me, he I don't know how he doesn't start for us, but, um, you know, I'm not there every day. I don't get to see the training environment. I don't get to see how, what guys are in form. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's disappointing to give up penalty late for sure. And, by the way, Zimmerman, who caused the penalty, is the one guy that people in the U.S. have a hard time with him in the starting lineup, and it's because he's risky. I mean, he's a great defender. He's great in the air, but he – he does things like he did there, which is, you know, fouling a player who's facing away from goal. There was no need to foul. Um, he just got a little bit too excited and came in late. So there, there, There's a play uh, it, when you watch it on your DVR tonight, right at the end, when the goalkeeper comes out for the U.S. to play the ball and Bale is getting ready to launch one from just inside the midfield stripe. And he could have buried it, and they could have lost in that 98th minute, maybe. And okay. and I think Acosta took a penalty, or didn't take a penalty, but uh, took a foul and just threw him down. Didn't get a red card, got a yellow card. But that, when you see that, why I watch the replay, I'm thinking he, he can bury this. 
Because, I mean, the keeper was out 30, 35 yards. Yeah, but I, I haven't seen the play yet. Obviously, I haven't watched the game. But from what you're describing, it sounds like Acosta took a professional foul to stop a yes. goal. Yeah, exactly, which was good. That's what I'm saying. It was a smart yeah, my, play. 20 years ago, our guys weren't savvy enough to do that. So, and, and it's, it's crazy to say that, but now all these guys in our starting lineup, you know, they're professionals. They're, you know, they've played, you know, professional level play since they're 20. So they understand like those moments. And we just didn't have that 20 years ago. So it's, you know, it's step by step. I mean, it, hopefully in my lifetime, I see the U.S. make a semifinal. Um, Obviously, I don't think it's this year, but I, I like our team. I, we we just kind of we got to build goal scorers. That's the difference, honestly. Huge. If you want to know, my opinion is in the U.S. We do not create great goal scorers. Uh, Dempsey probably is the best one we've ever created, and he was one that you know had to take like a backdoor route to make the U.S. team. Like nobody really believed in him, and then he you know had a great international career. But we just. We just don't create uh, players that can bail you out of games. And, you know, obviously when you have bail on Wales, he can bail them out at any time because like, he's, a, he's a top, you know, he was at one point a top five player in the world. And we just don't have that. Yeah, it's one of those things that you had the lead. Uh, they, they played with a great pace. And I do agree with you that they, they need the guys who can finish. They need more technical guys who can you know drop the ball on someone's foot and it's progress it's 1-1 they didn't lose a loss would have been catastrophic like it's going to be Wales and England basically if they would have lost that match uh, today and like I said at the start John it will come down to uh, can they score a goal or two against England and not give up six uh, and can they run it up on Iran compared to what Wales does right yeah, and it's you know, and if McKinney's hurt, like I don't know, I I think you'll see Polisic in the midfield. I don't think you'll see him out on the wing. And to be honest with you, that's where I like him. I mean, I like him more as the ten where he's you know creating things. He's got space to run with the ball. When he's on the wing, he's dependent on everybody else to get him the ball. And yeah, he does. You know, he get in one v one situations more. But I think you want your best player, your best true player, to be on the ball as much as possible. And he's not going to be on the ball a ton against England if he's playing on the wing. So they they're going to probably have to play him in the middle of the field. I think you'll see the U.S. kind of drop more into like a four five one. Um, I just don't know who they play up top as their center forward because I mean against England, if you don't have a dominant center forward they're going to have the ball the majority of the game. You need somebody that's going to be able to hold the ball up and basically post up like Shaquille O'Neal and be able to distribute the ball to your midfield. And we just don't have that. And that's – so I I got a bad feeling about Friday. I think the, I think the English are, are arguably the top team right now in the world, um, and they're hungry. And so I have a bad feeling about Friday, especially if McKinney doesn't play. His name is John Conlon. He is the head women's girls soccer coach at Byron Center here on the West Side of State for our listeners on 96-1. The game, talking about the U.S., Ty and Wales won one, their opening match in Qatar at the 2022 World Cup. They'll get England on Friday at 2 p.m. That will be, could you imagine if they could pull the upset, but I I doubt that will happen. Uh, John, before we let you go, I want to give some love to Western Michigan University men's soccer for getting to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. 
Hey, you know, the most beautiful thing about that is Chad Wiseman, the head coach, is a Michigan product. His assistant coaches all played in Michigan, played college in Michigan, and like 80% of his lineup is Michigan. And you don't see that anymore. Like Chad is basically recruited in-state. He's brought them now to the Sweet 16. And honestly, I thought they were the better team in both games that I saw. And Louisville's a perennial powerhouse. Uh, so, you know, anything can happen now. If Western Michigan, you know, makes it to the Final Four, who knows? Anything could happen. So I'm very, very excited for them. And then did I read, is that correct? I think on the Ferris State Bulldog Athletic Twitter account that the Ferris State women are in the Final Four for D2 women's soccer. Is that correct? Uh, I, you know, that's a good question. I think I, 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 think I saw that. I wanted, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure I saw that, that the Ferris women uh, were uh, D2 soccer were in the Final well, they, Four. They've been, you know what, they, they've been coming up the last five years. I mean, Grand Valley obviously has been dominant for the last 12 years, uh, but Ferris has been right there with them and giving them some great games, so that doesn't surprise me. I mean, Ferris has been a top 15 team in the country in D2 the last five years, so hey, good for them. That's great. It's, all, it's always good to see Michigan teams uh, you know, do well at the national level. Yeah, by the way, uh, here it is. It is a tweet. I just looked on my timeline. Ferris State women's soccer, for the first time ever, the Ferris State Bulldogs are final four bound. And that's in D2. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's soccer, awesome. Soccer alive and, you know, and well, yeah. Once again, if you look at Ferris's roster, you look at Grand Valley's roster, all Michigan kids. And that's, we, we are producing great players. Just We are. And I'm very excited to see those teams do well. We just need more great players. Uh, we have it on the women's side uh, at the World Cup level. Uh, we need it on the men's side. We need the we need the stars, the flash, the guys, not just you know who can run a straight line four three, but somebody who can do something special with the soccer ball and finish. They're missing a couple of those guys on that squad. But I look forward to the England game on Friday in the World Cup in Qatar. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, checking in on the Meyer guest line. Johnny, appreciate the soccer update. Yeah, hopefully talk Friday. Hopefully good news on Friday. All right, yeah. We, yeah, we will talk uh, Friday or Monday and look back on that. Got the holiday weekend. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So the huge question is, why would you go anywhere else? So if you want to bet on the Pistons or if you're a Bulls fan or Cavs fan, uh, you can do it. Everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like your favorite team, will they win, your favorite player, how much they score, rebounds, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook app is where I go to bet on the NBA. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can sign up with promo code HUGE and then place a stepped-up same-game parlay to boost your winnings up to 100%. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 
21 and up in Michigan only. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10-plus legs required for that 100% boost. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. To the callers online, we'll get to your answers to our Bud Light huge question of the day. Good and bad from the Lions and Michigan wins and the Michigan State loss. Also, Doug Skeen within 40 minutes on how Michigan can and maybe will beat Ohio State on Saturday in Columbus. And Matt Wenzel, who's a Spartan insider when it comes to Mel Tucker and Michigan State football for MLive.com. He'll be by, and Tom Izzo in Michigan State basketball, back in the top 25, debuting at number 12. Michigan fell out after their loss to Arizona State, and also they had to go to OT to beat a 1-2 and two Ohio team last night. There's something up there. And it looks like, I know they battled back, but there's, there's something up there that we'll probably never know. And it could be chemistry, new guys meshing. I don't know. But they just they went completely south with Arizona State, and really, you know, up until the end, where they found a way to push back and rally. So I'll give them credit there. But Michigan is not in the top twenty-five any longer. Michigan State has made that debut at number twelve in the AP basketball top twenty-five. We'll talk Spartan hoops and football next with Tim Stout, and like I said, Doug Skeen on Michigan Ohio State here in forty minutes. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Your Auto Value Auto Parts store is part of a network of more than 300 family-owned stores and are locally run by some of your own friends and neighbors. Every day, we work hard to provide you with all the automotive aftermarket parts and accessories you'll ever need. Name brands, too, like Champion, Seafoam, Wix, Lucas, Mobile, and more. The auto parts you need at the value you've come to expect. That's Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Get Black Friday deals all week long at Meyer. Shop the season's best deals. Like buy one, get one for a dollar shoes for the family. Take 50% off select board games. And buy one, get two free on the entire stock of MTA Sport Activewear for the family. Start your holiday shopping and get great deals on gifts for everyone. Get more for your money with Black Friday deals all week long at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Come spend a night with Daryl Hall and the Daryl's House Band. A rare up-close evening with the singer-songwriter. 
November 23rd, DeVos Performance Hall. You make my musical journey through his entire career featuring special guest Todd Rundgren. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Daryl Hall with special guest Todd Rundgren. Live, new album Before After, out now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Huge week. You have Michigan-Ohio State on Saturday. Lions are riding a three-game win streak. World Cup began yesterday. U.S. gave up a late penalty kick. Settled for a 1-1 draw. Top two advance out of Group B, so... They can't have, like, Wales beat England and they lose, and then it'll come down to goal differential. And they got Iran, which I think will be the game between Wales and the U.S., who scores more goals. We have Michigan State debuting in the AP Top 25 Hoops poll at number 12. Michigan falls out after getting blown out by Arizona State, and luckily for Howard and the boys, they didn't lose to Ohio, a 1-2 Bobcat team last night. Something's not right with their team. You can see chemistry when you're watching on TV. You can see it. Speaking of that, the Michigan State game, when I, and I've gone through the box score, and I'm talking football now, against Indiana last Saturday, and you, if you just looked at the box score and never looked at the final score, you would think three, four touchdown win. And somehow they found a way to lose. And they had one of the worst home performances ever for Spartan fans. If you look at their home losses and what happened this year and how they were embarrassed multiple times at home, you know, I, your coaching's good enough to put up those numbers but not finish. So do you blame the coaches for the kicker not hitting a field goal late, like a chip shot shorter than an extra point? And also, I've never understood this with these uh, big schools. How do you not go out and get the best kicker available knowing that's points for you in games you need to win or big games? You remember how Bobby Bowden, Miami, they all have terrible kickers. Why? Well, look at the difference Moody makes for Michigan. Best kicker in the country. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. He's standing by on the Meyer Guest Line. You can hear the huge show tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. Tim, before we get rolling, why why isn't Mel Tucker getting more heat for this season that at one point they were number 11 in America and people were talking they could contend to win the Big Ten East because they got Ohio State at home and they you know hadn't lost to Michigan yet? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, on how they could lose that game Saturday at home of all places. No, I think he's getting heat, Bill. Uh, I, you know, I mean, depends on where you say heat and where it comes from and whatever. I don't think he's naive about all this. I mean, if they lose to Penn State, that's three losing seasons in the four years that he has been a head coach. 
and where I was on the seventh level of the uh, you know, of the suites on, on Saturday, we walked downstairs through seven flights of fans going out and listening to some of those people. Uh, you know, all I kept hearing, 95 million, 95 million, don't have a kicker, 95 million, don't have a kicker. But to that point, why, you know, I always thought Harbaugh and to some extent Nick Shaban were cheating great teams because they didn't have kickers, right. kickers, let alone in the NFL commensurate with the talent on the rest of the team. I mean, hey, these guys make your break you. I mean, these guys are point scorers or point eliminators, okay? And, you know, to me, Michigan's win, uh, they owe that Moody till the day they all die, in my opinion. That guy got them four field goals, three in the fourth quarter, and that thing was all set up for them to get beat with any other kicker and he saved their season. I mean, he saved their season. You can slice it any way you want. I can give you four. This is legit. I can give you four high school football teams in Greater Lansing that have four more dependable kickers, place kickers, <laughs> yeah. than what Michigan State has displayed this year. And, you know, every play that went State's way, in my opinion, a year ago, have not gone this way this fall because you would think that from that angle, even though the guy's left footed, you would think from 22 yards out, this is absolutely no problem for a scholarship player. But they've had issues snapping it, putting the ball down, getting the ball up there. I mean, to, if that, to me, it all starts with it. If you don't, and they have a punter. And to your point, they've always had good place kicking for years and years and years. D'Antonio and others never got caught without a good – I mean, all the coaches before him, all the way back to – you know, to Morton Anderson, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame, they've had them all the way back to the 70s. They've had kickers who could win games for them to Dave Kaiser's 41-yard field goal at the end of time to win the Rose Bowl game for Duffy in 55. They've always had place kickers. But look at how it has cost them dearly this year. And like to your point, I, I hear all these four stars are out there talking to, I'd go find a place kicker. And I can give them the name of four or five in the area here alone that could help him. And I'll bet in Grand Rapids they got place kickers there, too. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I think it was late Saturday or early Sunday morning, some of the football parents for Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern on their text chain, which at times can be a beautiful thing, and at other times uh, you want to exit stage left. But they said, hey, Clune Van Ando, who is being recruited by you know Arkansas State, Temple, some of the mid-majors. And I've watched this guy in practice hit 65-yarders. And he was a great soccer player. They're like, how come Mel Tucker doesn't, you know, you know, come after him? I, I, I don't get it. But again, Mel Tucker's getting ninety five million. He's getting paid to win, well, and and he's given up. Hold on one second here. Away from the kicker, the three home losses: Ohio State, Minnesota, Indiana. One hundred twenty two points in front of the home fans. That's over forty yeah. per game in those losses at home. And Eastern Michigan has a wonderful kicker, and he's won games for them. I mean, look, they got a lot of problems. I mean, look, it isn't all just a place kicker. The classic to that, I mean, Bill, I've seen games over here for 2,000 years. I don't rank that as the worst loss, but it's clearly in the top five. I mean, Indiana is terrible. Not bad. Terrible. And I I've tried to look into this, and I don't know because I don't have time to look it up because it's going to go back. Name me the last time a visiting team came into Spartan Stadium and won a game against Michigan State completing two passes. I'll bet you you got to go back to the 1920s before the forward pass was even in vogue to find a visiting team that threw two, and one of them came in overtime. 
One of them was in overtime. The second overtime was the second completed pass. They were on their fourth quarterback. They knew they could not throw the ball. I mean, they knew that. I mean, to me, one misleading stat, they say, well, you know, 540 yards to 288. But the 288 had 281 on the ground. So Indiana on the ground was able to move the ball, and the special teams was a complete disaster. I mean, they had two long runs for touchdowns, and of course they had an 80, the 88-yard touchdown run to me. They were all ready to pack the, the cases and go back and go on a bus and get out of there and go home. And then that guy ran the kickback to make it 31-21, and then Thorne threw an interception, which only got a field goal. But in Indiana's case, Bill, I thought these guys are incredible. They held state. They they get you know they stop them in the overtime and they go down and get it down to where they've got a chip shot themselves to win the game there and that gets blocked and I said this Michigan State is so lucky because they're going to get out of here with a win but they didn't do it unbelievable yeah so now they have to beat Penn State to be bowl eligible when he isn't bowl eligible in Michigan whether or not they win or lose they're going to be in the Rose Bowl or the Big Ten title game. Uh, the Michigan State fan, I, I agree with you. They'll start grumbling a little bit uh, louder. And then Izzo and the Spartans, on the flip side, working hard, uh, great chemistry as a team. And the win against Kentucky, I thought, was one of Izzo's better regular season wins since he's been there. And they debut at number 12 in the AP Top 25 today. Well, they're fortunate that Villanova missed the last shot, or that would have been one of Tom's fault. He, he would have been... I, I can only imagine the mood he'd have been in all weekend if Villanova hits the last possession because State had that massive lead. You know, uh, I think Tom thinks that they got a long ways to go. I don't know how they're going to do on Thanksgiving. They, you know, this Jay Nakins who hurt his foot again. I guess he's okay. He didn't practice yesterday or today, but they're leaving tomorrow for Portland. They play Alabama in the first game. I think you know, and they, they're all these good teams are out there: Villanova, Oregon, North Carolina. So he thinks you know, three games in four days, no matter what they do. Uh, will be tough. I watched Michigan last night. I don't think it's a lack of chemistry. I don't think they're nearly as good as they have been. Now, whether they can improve, I would think. But you know what, Bill? I think Dickinson's a good college player. I get all that. But I can see why he's not in the NBA. He 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 can score when they're desperate against Eastern Michigan and Ohio and all that. But, boy, when they get into the Big Ten and they start targeting him and make those other Michigan players beat them, I think Michigan's got a real rugged road to hold. Based on, I've watched them now. I watched them, three, I watched them get crushed by Arizona State, who's no good. Ohio just gave the game away, I thought. They had it, you know, one. They were up six with two to go and, and couldn't seal the deal. I thought Michigan was fortunate. But you know what? It is November. That is why you practice. He does have guys who have talent. But I think they got to have a lot more than Dickinson. In Michigan State's case, I just think they they're they're thin. They got to have those kinds of games. I do think playing his schedule clear if he can avoid injuries clearly helps them for what's coming up. But you know, Villanova Bill shot horrendously in the first half, and then once they got their sea legs after that game was put away. Uh, you know they they you know they were shooting to win it at the end, and boy, if that thing would have gone in, that's all you would have heard about all weekend. But you know, Izzo lives in a different he lives in a different world than the rest of us. Things tend to go his way. I think he'd be mad if he heard me say that, but I think there's something to that because they winning is just a part of what they do. I think there's a lot more grumbling on Michigan State football than what you think behind the scenes for a variety 
a variety of different reasons. And it'll be interesting to me talking with some of their people today exactly the moment this thing ends, because, Bill, they could absolutely get blown out Saturday at Penn State. I don't think Franklin likes Michigan State. He's playing for a New Year's Six. He's playing to go 10-2. He's got a late afternoon game on national TV. That place will be wired. And sooner or later, you know, Tucker said today, Bill, they haven't hit anybody in practice for three weeks because they don't have those suspended guys, and they don't have any. They don't have enough bodies to go around. I mean, I think they are limping to the finish line. And if they get blown out on Saturday, it'll be interesting for me to see exactly what moves off the field they they take up next uh, after this whole thing ends. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show tape delayed weeknights, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. Timmy, good stuff. Enjoy your Monday night. We'll talk soon. Okay, good, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you soon. Yeah, back at you. To you and yours. Enjoy the holidays. To everybody out there, have a great Thanksgiving Day week. Hey, Lions have a three-game win streak. They're playing on Thanksgiving Day. Michigan-Ohio State Saturday. You have the high school state championships at Ford Field on Friday and Saturday. World Cup, England-U.S. Friday historic matchup, 2 p.m. U.S. tied Wales 1-1, gave up a late PK Today we had our soccer insider, John Conlon, on earlier. Doug Skeen on Michigan-Ohio State, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. He'll join us in 20 minutes. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the app. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups. You got Monday Night Football, World Cup Soccer, Wings, Pistons, even though it looks like Kate Cunningham's gone for the year with a stress fracture in his shin. He's got to learn to play some defense. Get strong, learn how to play some defense. At college football, Michigan is getting seven and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board for that game on Saturday in Columbus. And what's on tap? Presented by all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. My huge watch party at Johnny Brands on Leonard, downtown GR, right off of 131. They open up at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Game kicks off a little afternoon. All the brands, Steakhouse and Grills across Michigan will be having huge Michigan, Ohio State watch parties on Saturday. You can find a Brands in Bay City for those listening on 100.9 FM. Brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids. If you tune in on 96.1 The Game, out of GR. Brands in Holland. If you listen on WHTC on James, just off of US 31. Johnny Brands in Granville, just west of GR. Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, just east of Grand Rapids. And like I said, Saturday morning, noon, Michigan-Ohio State with the huge show in our flagship station, 96-1 the game at Johnny Brands on Leonard West Side OGR. Call ahead, reserve a table, get there when the doors open up at 11 a.m. Bud Light will be flowing. It's a huge game. Can't wait. Join me at Johnny Brands on Leonard Saturday at noon. Michigan-Ohio State Watch Party. Now, if you miss any interview, any podcast, uh, any full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Easy to subscribe. Get them for free. They'll show up on your mobile device. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And if you want to listen online or on the Bluetooth, we have the free stream at thehugeshow.net and also search The Huge Show on the iHeart app. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app where Michigan is getting seven and a half points on the DraftKings big board. We'll talk to Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com in a few moments. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, co-host of the Wolverine.com podcast with Chris Ballas, and he'll break down the game. It's going to happen Saturday in Columbus. Wolverines or the Buckeyes? One team moves on to the Big Ten title game undefeated. And if you go through the Harbaugh checklist, On what's missing, it would be a win in Columbus and a national championship. And I'm telling you right now, this is the year. It wouldn't surprise me, even with how they played against Illinois last Saturday, we'll talk to Skeen about that in a moment, that it's wide open. So Tennessee's out of the picture. USC looks really good. But they got Notre Dame. If you're a Michigan fan, you're rooting for Notre Dame to beat SC and K-State to beat TCU in that Big 12 title game. That, to me, is the path for the loser of Michigan, Ohio State, to have a shot, if not get a fourth and final spot in the college football playoff. Because if you go by what's expected. So Georgia will be a a pretty good favorite over LSU in the SEC title game. So there's your overall number one seed. Winner of Ohio State, Michigan, I think is in regardless, even if they would lose the Big Ten championship game because of that win over the other school, whether it's Michigan beating Ohio State or Ohio State beating Michigan. So that's two with the winner from the game on Saturday in Columbus. And then you start doing the math with Tennessee out of the picture. Who's that third and fourth team right now? Could it be a two-loss LSU team? If they would beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think their two-loss resume would be better than a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Michigan. 
And if USC would beat Notre Dame and win the Pac-12, they're the other team. Or if TCU wins. You know, if it, if it goes by favorites and Georgia beats LSU, TCU wins the Big 12 championship game, and SC wins their final two games, including the Pac-12 championship, there's three of your four. With the Ohio State-Michigan winner, the fourth team. Even if they would lose the Big Ten title game, I think they're guaranteed a spot in the Final Four, the winner, on Saturday. That's why TCU running uh, the field goal unit out, out of timeouts, rushing through a field goal, and they beat Baylor and Waco. That was big for Michigan. And USC looks really good under Lincoln Riley. I'm talking really good. And I think quietly with the injury to Corum, the injury to Hooker with Tennessee, C.J. Stroud not having his best game, I think on the outside coming fast right now for the Heisman is Caleb Williams. If he wins, if he plays well against ND, if he plays well against ND, he could, again, we don't know what Corum we're going to see on Saturday. And Stroud could have a monster game against Michigan and maintain his lead. But I think Caleb Williams from USC is going to win the Heisman if Corum isn't healthy with a 150-plus yards and a couple of TDs against Ohio State. And the hooker QB for Tennessee, he tore his ACL, so he's out. A lot of drama here at the end of the college football season. And it's more drama than we'll get in the college football playoff. It's more drama we'll get from any bowl game. It's why I love college football. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s at the University of Michigan, also co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly at thewolverine.com. He's standing by in the Meyer guest line, and let's talk about Michigan-Ohio State on Saturday. Welcome back, Skeener. Good to be here, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving week. That means Michigan-Ohio State, no matter what the records are, but here they are, both undefeated. Uh, Monster game in Columbus. The checklist for Harbaugh. Uh, He hasn't won at Columbus, and he hasn't won that national championship. And something that Ballas told us earlier, you won't know until game time how good Quorum is in terms of if he's good to go or even good enough to contribute. That, that to me, is the biggest factor here on Michigan-Ohio State week. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. But I think there's another couple others, Bill, that I think stand out. I think we need to be we need to have Keegan in there at left guard. El Hadi's done a nice job in, in backing him up in there. But I think Keegan is a more polished left guard and a little bit better in there than the young player, El Hadi, who's got a lot of upside. But we really need our starting left guard back in there to complement Olawatimi in the middle. And it'd be nice to get Schoonmaker back, Schoonmaker back at the tight end position, running and catching some of those balls. And then the other thing that has to happen in my mind is, yes, we need to have a, absolutely a healthy Blake Corum back there. But J.J. McCarthy is going to have to play his very best game, putting balls in very catchable spots where it belongs, on time. And they're going to have to be caught because the clunkiness of this passing offense, which really was exposed last week against Illinois, if we play at that level, it'll be ugly in Columbus. What about the struggles of J.J. McCarthy that really haven't been amplified until Quorum got hurt? 
and his touch on short throws. You know, Anthony should have caught the touchdown, uh, but just the lack of touch from McCarthy, and they haven't had to rely on him all season to win games. It's pretty much been both lines and Corum and Edwards at times. Why the struggles of J.J. McCarthy on simple, easy throws? Well, I think part of that, Bill, is is uh, you know I talk about this all the time in the podcast and from experience. In that first quarter against Illinois, JJ took three significant hits after releasing the football. And I say this time and time again: if you, as a defense, can get to a quarterback in the first quarter of a football game, it doesn't have to be sacks and tackles for losses. But if you can get good physical pops on that guy. It makes quarterbacks nervous. It sets them. It sets them off for the rest of their day. They're worried about protection instead of sitting in there reading a defense and finding a comfort level of putting the ball where it belongs. And that happened Saturday. And in that first quarter specifically, he's on the ground three times after releasing the football. It's not good. I think that goes a long way in making a guy a little bit jumpy and a little bit nervous. The ball doesn't come where it needs to go. And then on the other side of, the, of that throw is our receivers have got to do a better job of getting separation, getting open. This has been an issue all year, but more specifically has been highlighted in the last half of the season. I go back the first half against Michigan State. They were covering our guys with, with fair, fairly easily there in just one-on-one man-up defense. And so once again, Illinois kind of did the same thing and, and – it's it's a two way street, right, Bill? So you got to protect that quarterback back in there. JJ's got to throw a very catchable ball, but there were several throws there against Illinois where the ball is arriving at the same time that defensive back is is over the top smacking that thing down. So you need a step or two of separation that we just don't seem to be getting. And then when you do have the chance with the big ball downfield and it hits you square in the hands and maybe bounces off your face mask, well, we all know that's just not good enough. Why the receiver issue? Because, you know, we talked uh, at our Tellingmore Fall Football Summit uh, to preview the season that we, we thought the receiving core was the strength of this team going in. And yet they they look extremely slow on cuts, the separation. Uh, how many times have we seen a receiver wide open? I, I would think, well, I, I would think with the University of Michigan, that there are a couple guys where you tell them to run and they should be able to outrun anybody, right? Well, in, in, certainly in the past, we've had many, many great players that have come through the program that we can all list off and name. But for whatever reason, this batch of guys, I would say, as you and I, going back to Tullymore, we talk about this often, they're good, not great, right? And, and so I think that, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ronnie Bell and, and Roman Wilson out there and Cornelius Johnson, they've done a nice job. They've been, and Andrell Anthony, you know, there's a lot of potential there, but I don't see any consistent game breaking out there or any consistent, you know, guys that, that a defense looks at and goes, oh man, we got to roll a safety over here. We're going to have to help this corner on this guy. I don't, I don't see anybody in our receiving core that demands that kind of attention because we're not getting consistent separation, specifically in man-to-man coverages. So that's why you know our tight end has become so important in this offense to run, to run those receivers off, clear out a mid-route, crossing over the middle, and J.J. has been pretty good all year long at hitting that guy across the middle there. And he's doing it now with the young freshman tight end. Uh, Schoonmaker's out with his shoulder injury there. So 
you know, it's 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 just something, Bill, that's been just coming along. And yeah, we thought that this group would be much much better than they are. And like I said, I think they're good. I don't know that I'd use the great word with them, but to go into Columbus and win, you have to be great. Was Michigan better at QB with Cade McNamara than J.J. McCarthy? I don't necessarily believe that. I think that, uh, you know, as there's a lot of obvious, there's obvious skill differences and talent differences between these two quarterbacks. And many times this year in key situations, J.J.'s put that ball underneath his armpit and taken off and ran and gotten first downs in key situations. Cade doesn't have that kind of speed with his feet. And when we re- when we run the read zone and, and Cade really never was a threat to pull that thing and keep it around the end, I think J.J. is. It keeps the defense a little more honest. If you watch the games this year, defenses have had to hang a linebacker in there and spy J.J. often. And then based on what he's doing, they'll let him go or, or set him back in coverage. But this quarterback, McCarthy here, requires someone to have eyeballs in him because of his feet. I don't know that, that uh, McNamara really – uh, required that. So, I, I listen, I'm a big fan of Cade McNamara. That kid led us to a, a, a Big Ten title and beat Ohio State. That's something that hadn't been done in a long, long time. He's a championship and he's a captain. So that kid's going to have my respect forever, forever. But the raw talent gap, I think, is measurable with these two young men. But I don't know that the, the results of this season uh, would have been dramatically different had Cade been in there. In fact, it might have been a little bit different to the worse without the ability to run that football when we needed to. Well, and by the way, uh, end of the day, it's not about personal stats at Michigan. <laughs> they're, you know, you're, you're number three in the country and you're undefeated going into Columbus. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're really nitpicking, Doug. They're like, hey, you know, would well, they be, oh, I hear, you know, I, I think what I meant, would they be better in terms of the skill at the QB position? Not necessarily, they couldn't improve, like, would they have three extra wins? Would they be 14-0 right now with Cade? Well, Bill, here's another, here's another way to look at it. So let's let's punch a healthy Cade McNamara in there. Would that make our receivers get open any bit better? Any better? I don't think so. That's so, a good uh, point. You know, here's one thing that concerns me, and you played the game a hell of a lot more than I have, Doug. The body language of confidence with J.J. McCarthy doesn't look there like it was last year in that spot fill-in role? Well, that's certainly something I look at a lot is, is the body language of an offensive huddle. And certainly you look into the quarterback. It's one of the great things about you know modern broadcast to watch in football now. They get those tight views of the, the eyeballs of these kids out there playing. You can see sometimes the ones that look absolutely cool in the moment and, and others that have a look of pain on their face and others that look have a look of panic. When you're standing in that huddle, you want you want to look in the eyeballs and see someone who's calm, cool, and collected, and and, and has that that look of "Let's go, we got this." Watch what I'm about to do. Um, and there may have been a little bit of that. And again, Bill, I think this comes back to the confidence that gets created by healthy stand-up protection by a quarterback that can deliver footballs that get caught for first downs, versus a guy who's getting hit, badgered, running for his life a little bit back in there. You know, his heart rate's up more than it normally would be playing a football game because he's tired from running running around trying to save himself. And I think a little bit too much for comfort, as well as this offensive line has played this year, for a quarterback who's trying to find his moxie and trying to find his swagger, you can't let the guy get hit. Um, so yeah, those things need to be cleaned up. And as, as it relates to this coming Saturday in Columbus, watch for the first quarter hits on the quarterback. We've got to keep him clean. 
He's got to feel comfortable in there and stand in there and find his guys. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, also a talented co-host. Actually, he's sitting in the A chair next to the A microphone with Chris Ballas <laughs> on the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. You can hear that weekly uh, throughout the season. He's joining us on the Meyer guest line. You know, Doug, I, I wonder with the receivers, uh, like a drag route, like the way they use their tight ends, why aren't they using their receivers like that? It seems every route with the receivers is 40 yards down the field. Well, yeah, I know that's, that's a perception that can be created, but uh, I think those routes are there. You know, I think defenses have done a nice job of clogging that middle of the field there. And so when you're running those routes and you've got linebackers that are hanging in the zone defense in there, you gotta go. You got to throw it right away before you get into traffic, or you got to wait and wait and wait for that guy to clear the traffic before you can let, let go of that football. And sometimes he hasn't had the time to wait. Uh, this last Saturday, a few occasions, like I talked about, he certainly didn't. He had to get rid of the football. Um, that was one of the things that, going back to last year, I just thought that, that McNamara, here's, here's one thing that I think McNamara is better than J.J. at. The crossing route pattern, that lead throw, J.J. throws a nice football and is outstanding on the run. Um, but standing in a pocket, throwing the, the right to left or left to right pass, well, I just thought McNamara was outstanding at that. So there's one difference that I think that goes in the check mark. Boom. The other guy. Boom. I knew but, it. I wasn't left on an but, island. Skeen came back and got me. <laughs> he brought he brought the motorboat back. Uh, he does a lot of motorboating during the summer. And he brought it back <laughs> and he picked me up. He says, I'm putting the motorboating aside. I got to go get huge. Uh, Doug, well, uh, well, hi again. You are you got a you got that big boat over there, like Port Huron, don't you? No, we're in Towers Bay, East Towers, Michigan. I didn't know. They well, that's over there somewhere with hundred point nine FM listeners. <laughs> I know we're over. Uh, you're over there. I, I, me and Ballas, uh, the invitations keep flowing from you and your wife. I got to keep denying them about joining us on your boat. <laughs> I probably got a better chance of getting on Jerry Jones or Tiger Woods boats. That I do Doug Skeen's boat. Yeah. Oh, next summer. Next summer right. Yeah, great. I got a T-shirt that says next summer. I've wore it for six years. <laughs> All right, Doug. Get you out there, Bill. Yeah, thanks. We'll, we'll see you there. Uh, let's uh, talk about how Michigan, uh, what they need to do, uh, how they do it to beat Ohio State on Saturday. What, what to you, Doug, based on the team you've watched all season long, what is the perfect game plan to beat Ohio State and get back to the Big Ten Championship for Michigan? Well, you mentioned 150 yards for Corum. I think it's got to be 150 yards rushing for whoever. Um, if it's Blake Corum, I think that's all the better because he has a way of wearing defenses down and frustrating guys because the guy just always fights forward for a few yards. I think our other backs are really nice. They don't seem to have the same kind of after-contact power that Blake does for a guy of his size. He does a super job at that. So, And, of course, you can check the turnover box. You can't have any turnovers down there. So Michigan's done a pretty good job this year of protecting that football. So no turnovers. Give me 150-plus yards of rushing offense. Give me a time of possession victory against the Ohio State offense. Uh, do not fall behind. You can't let them score fast. We've got to find a way to pressure their quarterback and get him out of some uh, some rhythm himself. 
uh, hang on tight against that wide receiver core of, of Ohio State with, with Harrison Jr. I mean, good grief, they're so good. Uh, you can't let that quarterback get going. So the recipe for Michigan is the same as we've seen all year long. You've got to control the football, keep the football, keep that offense on the sideline, protect it. And, Bill, if we score, if, I'm going to say this, if we kick more than two field goals in this game uh, down inside the red zone, then, boy, oh, boy, I, I think that's going to make it awfully tough to win. Uh, you've got to score touchdowns when you're on the road in Columbus to win. Well put, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. People always ask, how did he get five, Bill? I think he's lying. No, he was a red shirt. He got five late 80s, early 90s in Ann Arbor. Also co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast. Him and Chris do a great job at thewolverine.com. Doug, before I let you go, I need your prediction. Final score, Saturday in Columbus. Ouch, you're going to put me on the spot. Well, here it goes. As painful as it is to say this out loud, I don't know that we have enough going here with injuries, and I don't know that our passing game is going to be enough to keep up with the Buckeyes. I hate to say this, but I think Ohio State gets us by at least 10 points. Um, The home factor alone is usually worth a touchdown and a half for the home team in this rivalry. Um, this Ohio State team is loaded with offensive talent. I don't know that we can keep up. I think Ohio State, like 35, Michigan 21-ish, somewhere in there, sadly. Uh, Doug and Chris will be in a secret location throughout the holiday weekend (laughs) because of their predictions. Uh, They will not be interacting with public, and uh, the Maize and Blue Secret Service has put them in uh, broadcaster protection uh, through the end of the game on Saturday. I want to be wrong. I want well, you guys, I tell you, like I told Ballas earlier, you're really lining up the subscriptions and getting people going to the Wolverine.com <laughs> to hear the oh. Michigan football podcast. But I respect you, Doug, because even with a, uh, a collection of five rings, you're on. It's like Ballas is, and that's why people uh, respect you. Well done. Uh, enjoy the holiday weekend and the game, and we'll talk Monday and look back at it. All right, thanks, and happy Thanksgiving once again. Go Blue. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Doug Skeen. How is he not on Big Ten or ABC? Seriously. I told him, and, and we talked about this at the Tullymore Fall Football Summit there at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Which, by the way, for Christmas, stocking stuffers, golfers, go to TullymoreGolf.com and buy golf gear, whatever. I said, here, I'll get you on a network, but I need 92% of what you make. And he said, what about 91? I said, it's a deal breaker. You get 8%, I get 92%. You become a star, I get rich. He goes, I'll pass. And you're never coming on my boat ever over there. In what bay did he say? Tawas Bay? I didn't know there's a Tawas Bay. I have a tough time with the Great Lakes. I always get Long Lake and Sparta confused with the rest of the Great Lakes. Flunked history in Sparta when I had to do the Great Lakes presentation and I had Long Lake next to Camp Lake. And they go, how'd you get Camp Lake and Long Lake in the Great Lakes? I said, because they're Great Lakes, great parties on those lakes. Even though I think Long Lake now between Cedar and Sparta, Northern Grand Rapids is like Seaweed City. Probably E. coli Bay, whatever you want to call it. If you have a comment on the Michigan 
Ohio State Gay Man Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They're home this Sunday. And Sunday home games, every one features the family four-pack. You can get four game tickets and a $20 concessions voucher for just $50. Four game tickets, $20 concessions voucher for just 50 bucks for the entire family. Get those tickets at Ticketmaster.com for Sunday with the Grand Rapids Gold at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Van Andel Arena box office or just search Grand Rapids Gold to get tickets. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions have won their third consecutive game by beating the New York Giants to the score of 31-18. to It was all about Jamal. Jamal Williams with three touchdowns on the day. In defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick in the draft back in April, intercepted a pass and recovered a fumble to help set up 14 points in the game. Jared Goff and the Lions offense didn't have a single turnover for the second consecutive game. Michael Badgley added a 24-yard field goal and Detroit improves to 4-6 and six on the year, which until last week had not won a road game under second year head coach Dan Campbell. Now, they've won two in a row. Next up for the Lions, they're going to play host to the Buffalo Bills, who actually just played a home game on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns in Ford Field. They'll welcome the Bills back to Ford Field on the annual Thanksgiving Day game on Thursday at 12 Come back to the ultimate rock Christmas tradition. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Two shows. December 4th, Van Andel Arena. Millions have made this their must-see holiday event of the season. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestras, the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups. All the promo hookups use code HUGE after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up. Let's go talk about Michigan State's crushing. God, that's almost a season destroyer unless they shock the world and win Against Penn State, Matt Wenzel, MLive.com, Spartan Football Insider. Standing by in the Meyer Guest Line. How you doing, my friend? Good, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, could you believe what you witnessed this past Saturday in that Indiana game? Uh, I, I still look at the box score and shake my head. Most box scores you would read like that. The other team won by minimum three touchdowns. Yeah, very surprising outcome, uh, you know, with what Michigan State had had gone through to, you know, after losing four straight games, being shorthanded with the injuries, suspensions, and to you know, win three of four and, and be on the verge of getting uh, gaining bowl eligibility and 17-point lead in the second half against a team that had lost seven straight, not really playing for anything. So, 
yeah, to blow that lead was surprising. And then, you know, you mentioned the box score. They, you know, statistically dominated. I mean, Michigan State finished with season high 541 yards total offense, just about doubled up Indiana. You know, the first down time of possession were all dominant, but special teams were, were critical and Michigan State failed miserably in those. And then, um, you know, the big plays. So on uh, the run defense remains um, bad. So add all up, uh, credit to Indiana for, for sticking it out on a, on a pretty miserable day in East Lansing with it being really cold and windy uh, and, you know, coming back and winning that game. But uh, obviously a big loss for Michigan State. Uh, the Heat on Mel Tucker, if they don't beat Penn State and they're not eligible from the momentum off of last year through number 11 in the country earlier uh, this year to 122 points given up in three losses in front of the faithful and the people who uh, help pay for his contract. What will this off season be like? Well, I mean, you know, you're going to have to reset, you know, it'll be about, you know, first of all, they got to, regardless of what happens, you know, whether they make win somehow pull out a win and, or getting even somehow five and seven bowl eligible through uh you know, spots being open and uh, APR scores. But regardless of how the, the this is going to end, you know, it's first it's going to be addressing the roster. Um, you know, that building a, a team was challenging enough years ago. You add in the portal, you add in the extra COVID year and everything, and it is really, uh, really difficult. Um, so they have to figure out who's going to be there, who's coming back, who's going to use their eligibility, whether they want those those players back has to be a two-way street um other guys are going to leave and look to play elsewhere and you know and then then obviously recruiting's a big part of it the uh early signing periods next month so how how you're going to build the roster for the future is, is absolutely the the first step and then obviously you know if there's any he decides to make any coaching staff changes matt appreciate the quick update we got to go hit a network break uh, we'll read you at mlive.com Sounds good. All right, Matt Wenzel checking in on the Meyer guest line, talking about Mel Tucker. Yeah, it will be a big off season, but with ninety five million guaranteed, I don't think he's going anywhere, unless boosters want to pay that off. And that happens usually. That stuff; those are the kind of things you see, you know, down in the SEC, right? If you miss any of our hours, interviews, full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Soccer fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first goal score prop bet on any World Cup game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first goal in any World Cup game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Let's go talk about the Lions. Man, start to finish. Uh, Risden, uh, last year maybe the Arizona game when they shocked us, but that was at home late in the season. Uh, this Giants game uh, off a two-game win streak and what the Lions did start to finish on the road I'm trying to remember the last time I saw that from a Detroit team. It was great, wasn't it? So uh, we talked on Friday, and I said that one of the things that we like to do as writers is we like to have our game story and summary somewhat written or at least outlined before the end of the game. And it's been really hard to do that with these Lions because win or lose, they're always in until the very end. This one, I had the game story done by the middle of the fourth quarter because I knew they had this one. They just dominated the game. From after the first couple of drives where they were feeling each other out, it was really clear that the, the Lions were going to win. They were going to win on the line of scrimmage. They were going to run the ball down New York's throats. And when New York tried to run, it was going backwards. And that was that that was a glorious win. That that is a Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn kind of game. And uh, they they played it to perfection. They outcoached Brian Dayball, who's a guy who was you know a couple of weeks ago getting uh, a serious run for uh, for coach of the year. Uh, and he got beat by Dan Campbell, and that's that's something that I think we all wanted to see was Dan come out and win a game that, look, we talked about it. I don't think everybody expected the Lions to win this game, but they expected them to be in this game. There was a game that they could win against a good football team, 
Uh, and, and on that day, the Lions were the better team, and that's that's something that we're just not used to. Why were they so dominant start to finish? And a rarity for any Lions fan or any member of the media to witness. Uh, why? What's the why or why's plural behind the Lions uh, dominating the Giants? You know, some of it was, was the matchup itself. The, the Giants have a lot of injuries. Their offensive line, uh, they lost their starting center and their starting right tackle in the game. They were playing a practice squad call-up as their starting right guard. So that helps explain why why Aline McNeil absolutely dominated them, why, why Isaiah Bugs had a good game, why Aiden Hutchinson, uh, aside from his impactful plays elsewhere, also had a really good game. Look, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 22 yards. He's a lot better than that. So you got to give some concession to the fact that they were playing hurt. But they also, their wide receivers are terrible. Uh, that includes Kenny Galladay. Uh, the one guy who was effective was Wandale Robinson. It looks like he blew out his knee. Unfortunately, he's going to miss the rest of the season, which is a huge blow for them. So they just don't have the, they, they're not a team that's equipped to attack the Lions where the Lions are vulnerable. Uh, the, you know, we've seen it all this season. Teams attack the Lions not by running deep down the field. They run across the field. It's not what the Giants do. It's not what Daniel Jones is good at. It's not what their receivers are good at. So from a defensive perspective, it was a great matchup for the Lions, as good as you can expect to get. Uh, offensively, man, the, the line, again, they dominated. Jamal Williams was running really hard, found the holes very well. Justin Jackson provided a nice spark. You saw you saw good good decisions by Jared Goff. Other than the one throw down to uh, to DJ Shark, the probably should have gotten intercepted. Goff again didn't throw the first route available every time, and that that's a big key for him. If he's patient, if he looks around and surveys the defense a little bit, and he's got time to do it behind that line, then uh, then he can be a pretty effective quarterback. And you saw that again. So it was. Just a culmination of things. You've got to give some credit to the special teams, too. Uh, once again, Michael Badgley, perfect. The money badger getting it done at the kicker in a game where uh, the opposing kicker had some issues. They blocked an extra point. John Kaminsky got a hand on one. Uh, the punt game, the punt return game, the punt coverage game was all on point. And that's, uh, that's why it's a complete win, because they just didn't give up anything in any area. It was great. You know, you look at the pressures by McNeil. You look at this defense that goes Joseph to Rodriguez to Kaminsky, Harris to Barnes to Jacobs to Elliott. You look at Hutch's interception, uh, his pressure. You talk about uh, a, a total, complete defensive effort start to finish. Let's not overlook that Lions defense. Yeah, and, and they absolutely deserve the credit. And I'm glad you brought up Will Harris. Will Harris is a guy that, if people know me um, from listening to the podcast or even writing about him over the years, I've been really, really hard on Will Harris over the years. And it's not personal. I happen to like the guy a lot. He's a really good guy to talk to off the field. But, man, on the field, he just was not a good safety. He has found a home as the slot corner, and it works really well against teams, again, that don't run across the field a lot. He's, he, he's a guy that can carry a, a, a slot receiver or a tight end down the field. He's not a guy who can chase them across the field. So in games like this, he's a very effective matchup, and he, he played a very good game. He, by the way, is a great open field tackler, and that's something that the Lions really wanted and missed at, at slot corner when they were trying Mike Hughes or A.J. Parker in there. It's a really good fit, and it's a good adaptation that has come on since Aubrey Pleasant was fired. Uh, that, 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 that's, 
it's not entirely uh, <laughs> a cause and effect there, but it's certainly not coincidental either that uh, that Harris is playing better. And you're seeing, you know, again, Jerry Jacobs on the outside providing look. He gave up catches, but he terminated the plays immediately. That's exactly what they want out of that defense. Don't give up. Don't get beat after you already get beat. Uh, that, that's something that Aaron Glenn preaches, and, man, they uh, they got it done. Uh, news on Jamison Williams, a wide receiver, waiting to make his debut first-round pick uh, with the Lions. Is it close? So he it was at practice today, which means that they have 21 days from today to either activate him from the not-football injury list or put him on the shelf for the rest of the year. They're not going to start that clock unless they have a pretty good idea that he's going to get activated. I wouldn't expect it this week, but uh, he's got, after this, after Thursday's game against Buffalo, he's got a, an extra time to get ready for that and extra practices to get some chemistry with golf and, and, and you know, real field, real field conditions to, uh, to get ready for that Jacksonville game. I wouldn't surprise me at all if he plays 10, 15 snaps in that Jaguars game, uh, which is the week after Thanksgiving. His name is Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. Also, you can hear him on the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, just search for that on YouTube. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So the short turnaround for the Bills, and the Bills played in Detroit. They flew back to Buffalo. They'll come back. They left some gear uh, behind. Uh, how do uh, the Lions match up against the Bills? Who do you give the edge for Thanksgiving Day in the Motor City? You know, Buffalo has not been the dominant team that they were early in the season recently. Some of that is Josh Allen is banged up. He's got uh, he's got a pitcher's injury, which isn't great for a quarterback. Uh, he was outplayed by Jacoby Brissett at Ford Field yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns' defense was not good. Uh, they dropped, I think, five passes, uh, three of which could have been touchdowns. So uh, the, the Bills are not invulnerable here. They're 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 a team that the Lions. Look, I do not expect the Lions to win this game. Let me put that out there first uh, and foremost. But they can play with the Bills. Uh, I think the issue that they have is that the Bills have more than one way to beat you. And they showed that yesterday against the Browns. Their their defense wasn't playing great. Josh Allen wasn't playing great. They got it done on special teams. They got it done uh, in the trenches. They ran the ball really well uh, and, and have a couple of different ways. It isn't just Josh Allen that can run. You know, they got, they got backs that can, that can get it done, too. And they're not afraid to go to what's away from what's not working to what will be working, and I think that's that's tough for for the Lions to match because talent wise, this is probably the best roster they played outside of uh, of Philadelphia all season. Uh, I do think the Bills have more talent than the Cowboys or the Vikings, so it's staying with them, staying close, uh, that, that, that has to be your hope. You know, don't don't fall into the hole early. Get out there, compete, make Allen confused, make him you know, throw bad passes, cash in on some red zone opportunities the way that the Jamal Williams has been doing so well. And they got a shot at this. Um, I, again, I wouldn't expect it. I, I, I think they're probably going to be favored or, or underdogs by probably at least a touchdown. But, uh, you know, they, hey, three in a row. We talked about it Friday. If you would have said when, when, going into this stretch that the, you split these two games with the Giants and the Bills, most every Lions fan would have been happy. Well, you got the win. Now do we want gravy on the turkey? Heck yes, we do. But we can't be too disappointed if they don't get it. You can follow everything Lions at thelionswire.com. Also, search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Jeff Risden, check it in on the Lions 
start to finish dominating win over the Giants, and if they beat the Bills on Thursday, uh, you'll be talking playoffs in terms of meaningful games coming up in December. Hard to believe their turnaround. I did not see it coming. A lot of people I did not see this coming. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the update. We'll talk soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We are back live across Michigan, wrapping up a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE after you download the app to get the promo hookups and also wager on Michigan. They're getting seven and a half points against Ohio State on Saturday. That's the current number on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly, what a Monday. What a holiday week. What a way to start it. Can't wait for shows uh, every day this week. Michigan, Ohio State, the World Cup. A lot going on. 24-7, anything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Also, if you missed any interview, any hour, any podcast, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.